You're listening to the On the Go with VAO News podcast for the week ending September 9th, 2016. Hello and welcome to the podcast, a weekly recap of the top headlines from the daily acquisition news. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm Dara Curran, content developer and news writer. Well, with the recent holiday weekend, we did not have a podcast last Friday. And though things were fairly quiet on the news front over these last two weeks, there were a lot of policy items and rules we want to make sure you're aware of. Since we do have some more dense things to attend to then later on, let's get started with some nice news, even though it is not yet a done deal. President Barack Obama has proposed to lawmakers implementing an across-the-board pay increase of 1% for federal civilian employees in 2017. A decision on locality pay is still pending, but the president assured lawmakers that his ultimate plan for locality payments, when combined with the 1% pay bump, would be no more than 1.6% of basic payroll, in accordance with his 2017 budget proposal. He also sent a separate plan proposing a 1.6% monthly basic pay increase for military service members. The pay increases would begin January 1, 2017, if Congress allows the proposals to take effect. The Office of Management and Budget has named its first Federal Chief Information Security Officer. The Department of Homeland Security's Deputy Assistant Secretary for Cybersecurity and Communications, retired Brigadier General Gregory Tuhill, will serve as CISO. Acting Deputy CISO will be Grant Schneider, presently the Director for Cybersecurity Policy at the White House's National Security Council. The General Services Administration has added a green check tag to contract vehicles in the Information Technology Hardware category on its Acquisition Gateway Portal to help federal acquisition professionals easily identify vehicles that are sustainable and advance federal green purchasing goals. A cross-agency interdisciplinary advisory team, led by the Environmental Protection Agency, reviewed all IT hardware contract awards and determined which ones merited the green checks, according to Federal Chief Acquisition Officer Ann Rung and Federal Chief Sustainability Officer Christina Harada. The team plans to extend the little easy reference check marks to other category management areas in the coming months. The Department of Defense has created an advisory panel tasked with streamlining the defense acquisition process. Former DPAP Director D. Lee, who was most recently serving as Chief Customer Officer at ASI Government, will lead the new panel, along with 17 other acquisition experts from various agencies. The panel will work for the next two years towards objectives such as improving the function of the acquisition system, eliminating unnecessary regulations, fostering appropriate buyer-seller relationships, and ensuring continued financial and ethical integrity in defense procurement programs. The Defense Information Systems Agency has gone back to the drawing board after the Government Accountability Office upheld some aspects of protests lodged against the agency's $17.5 billion Encore 3 IT request for proposals. Vendors had originally challenged the agency's plan to award Encore 3 on a lowest price, technically acceptable basis, but GEO decided that LPTA was just fine, but warned the agency it had not established reasonable methodology to evaluate contractors' costs or determine the reasonability of bidders' prices. The new RFP is ready now and released, and interested vendors can submit their fresh proposals or revisions by September 30th. 
The Office of Defense Procurement and Acquisition Policy has released guidance emphasizing the need for timely and consistent commercial item determinations. To support this, the Defense Contract Management Agency has established six Commercial Item Centers of Excellence, or COEs, aligned to various contractor market sectors to support procuring contracting officers' commercial determination and pricing efforts. Till an extensive database of information is available, though, COs should adopt the practice of recognizing prior known determinations. If they believe a prior determination is wrong, they should engage the chain of command and the DCMA commercial item COE before making a different determination. The directors of defense pricing of the DCMA Cost and Pricing Center are also working to create advance agreements with interested companies to define the information that will be needed to support commercial item and pricing determinations, so that'll be already a more painless process in the future. Under Secretary of Defense for Acquisition, Technology, and Logistics, Frank Kendall has released new guidance on the procurement of sustainable goods and services. The guidance directs the launch of a sustainable procurement program that will give preference to the usual federal agency-approved green solutions, that would be things like DOE and EPA's energy-efficient products and services, for example, or USDA's bio-preferred items, and in general, it places a preference on acquiring sustainable goods and services unless the price or procurement time is unreasonable, the item in question falls short of performance requirements, or there is some sort of statutory exception. The policy does not apply to acquisition of weapon systems, of course, and there are a number of other exceptions and details that you can further peruse in our news coverage, which you can reach through the links provided in the page where you downloaded the podcast. DOD released an updated instruction establishing policy and assigning responsibilities for the processing of certain claims arising in overseas areas or pursuant to international treaties. What you mainly need to know here is, the different military services have countries assigned to them for which they're responsible for adjudicating claims against or by the United States under the authority of U.S. Code, NATO Agreement, or other international agreements. This instruction does supersede a prior one and is effective immediately as of its date of issuance, which was August 30th. Shall we get into rules? I'm going to go ahead and keep this high level, not get down into specific acquisition guide chapters, for example. But again, if you hear something that will affect your day-to-day, please check out our full news coverage of these items. The General Services Administration has published two proposed rules that would amend the GSAR's coverage on construction contracts to clarify, update, and incorporate existing construction contract administration procedures and clarify the authority to acquire order-level materials when placing a task order or establishing a blanket purchase agreement against a federal supply schedule contract. Comments on this should be submitted by November 8, 2016 to be considered in the formation of the final rule. DOD proposed rule to establish policy, assign responsibilities, and provide procedures for personal commercial solicitation on DOD installations. This is primarily discussing situations like life insurance agents or educational institutions that may want to participate in training or education, events on installations, things along those lines. Essentially, the installation commanders remain the final say for what happens on their site, according to the rule, of course. Comments on this are due by November 1st. DOD published three final and one proposed rule on August 30th. The first of these rules implements provisions of the 2016 NDAA to make allowable the costs of counterfeit parts or suspect counterfeit parts, as well as the cost of any necessary rework or corrective action if they were obtained by the contractor in accordance with the regulations described in the fiscal 2012 NDAA, and the contractor provides timely notice to the government after discovering the issue. That rule is effective immediately. 
The second rule provides instructions for the use of the Wide Area Workflow Reparable Receiving Report. The report helps differentiate between deliveries of new government assets and the return of repaired or overhauled property with an acceptance transaction to use in paying for the repair service and property transfers, moving the asset back to the government and reporting the movement to the item unique identification registry. This rule is effective on September 29th. The third rule names the countries that have audit agreements with DOD, namely France, Germany, the Netherlands, and the United Kingdom. This rule is also effective immediately. The proposed rule creates a pilot program allowing contractors with potentially innovative solutions to be exempt from certified cost and pricing data requirements unless procurement officials have a reason to impose those mandates because of information specific to the past performance of the contractor or other information that is specific to the award. These exemptions run through October 1, 2020, and would cover contracts, subcontracts, or modifications valued at less than $7.5 million awarded to a small business or a non-traditional defense contractor pursuant to a technical merit-based selection procedure or to the Small Business Innovation Research Program. Comment deadline for this is October 31st. Finally, DOD has extended the comment period on a proposed rule that would amend the DFARS regarding technical data rights and validation of proprietary data restrictions, implementing Section 815 of the Fiscal 2012 NDAA. The deadline for comments on this has been extended from September 14th to September 30th, 2016. Whew. Well, that is all for this week. It is always hard getting back into the groove after a holiday weekend, isn't it? But hey, I am still looking forward to the next one. I guess that's Columbus Day? Until then, if you are a government agency subscriber to the Virtual Acquisition Office website, any of the headlines can be perused in more detail through the links found on the same page where you downloaded this podcast. Please tune in again next Friday, September 16th, to catch up on all the latest developments from the Daily Acquisition News. Goodbye.